When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chad. And it's Dave Campbell for Reed Wilkins for one final time this week. Reed will be back on Monday. We got Elks and Bombers on your radio tomorrow, 5.30 is countdown to kickoff. 7 o'clock is the kickoff on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, the uh, game between the Riders and the Argos will go ahead, but not as scheduled. They'll move it a day later to Sunday. And there were several players who uh, were out today as the Riders did practice today. Of course, they had, uh, I believe the list is up to 12 players who were in COVID protocol, including... Uh, their top two quarterbacks, Cody Fajardo, also dealing with a knee issue, and Mason Fine, who is the backup. Now, it's still possible for both players to get into the lineup if they test negative in time. Uh, Jake Dolagala, the third-string quarterback, took the reps today. But there's some pretty uh, big names here that are uh, not, at least for now, uh, and I'll just go in order here. Fullback Albert Awachi, defensive lineman Shabrell DeBreer, um, I'll, I'll mention Fajardo and Fine already. Uh, let's see here. AC, no, uh, Harry, Henry Nell, who I don't think kicks anyway. He's one of the kickers. Nick Marshall, defensive back. Justin McInnes, receiver. Roland Milligan, another defensive back. Uh, they did not practice today because of uh, what's being called illness. Darnell Sankey, their uh, middle linebacker, did not practice as well. Uh, Terry and Vaughn on the offensive line did not practice as well. So that's some big names here. But again, there is still time if they, uh, I guess, get through the protocol quick enough to get back in the lineup on uh, on Sunday. And so we'll uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow when they practice. And by the way, uh, Brad Lauer is leaving the Edmonton Oil Kings for the Winnipeg Jets. He will become an assistant under head coach Rick Bonus. Those two work together in Tampa Bay with the Lightning under head coach. Um, uh, John Cooper had a little bit of a blank there. Anyway, uh, so we'll hear from Brad Lauer just after the 7 o'clock news here on 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. We'll hear now from the uh, very fine play-by-play voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on CJOB Radio in Winnipeg. It's my good buddy, Derek Taylor. DT, how you doing, my man? Good. I just, uh, my head is spinning at that list of riders that will not, that uh, are out with illness. I.e. COVID-19. That's, there's some important names on that list you read off. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. And uh, the league is saying play because we just don't want to reschedule games. I mean, that's just the way yeah. it is. And we saw last year how difficult it was in a 14-game season. And you don't want to see a team go through what the Elks went through and play three games in seven days because that's, uh, that's not how you play football. Well, and, and I was in a, a, a Twitter chat with Nakis Onyeka, one of the Onyeka brothers, uh, who's now out of the CFL. And he said, well, why, why punish the Argos? And I thought, well, 
uh, part of it would be why punish the riders? Like if if they very innocently caught COVID, and hopefully the CFL is investigating, if they innocently caught COVID and spread it to whatever it is, 13 guys, then maybe they don't deserve to be punished. But I honestly, I just, I think this solution is the best one. It may result in the riders getting shelled on Sunday, but it doesn't inconvenience anybody else in the future, right? You don't have to move an Elks game or a Red Blacks game or an Argos game for something that they have absolutely zero to uh, to do with, essentially. So, uh it may not be the best viewing on Sunday. Uh, the Jake Dolegal experience of the preseason was fine against third stringers, but what about when uh, Shane Ray wants to eat your head? Uh, well, that might be a different story. <laughs> uh, yeah, just just slightly. And the, the Riders now threatening to uh, be the only team in the West to have three losses against the East. I mean, even the Elks have two wins against the East this year. So, um, right. inter- interesting times. <laughs> yeah, uh, their middle linebacker star, both their boundary corner and halfback were on that list. Fajardo, Awachi's a bit player. Starting left tacklers on that list. Like, that's, yeah, brutal. Uh, that's the ones that had the betters going crazy, taking Toronto and the, and the points uh, this afternoon. Yes, we all get to see Josiah St. John again. Yay. Hey, St. John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a chance for him to, to shine here and uh, and to show that, uh, hey, give me a chance to play and I might be able to do something. And, uh, uh, you know, week six was off to a great – it was just a tremendous. They're just four crazy, wild, fun games. Uh, week uh, seven, getting off to a, a decent start to Ottawa with a big lead, and then Montreal comes all the way back, and they're leading by four at the half, 18-14. And, you got a 1-4 team and an 0-5 team, and the 0-5 team, of course, is the Red Blacks who do not have Jeremiah Mazzoli. And you saw them twice early with Mazzoli. Mm-hmm. You know, is there a re- – and, and obviously the last game you can say, well – and they were close to beating the Tiger Cats, but Caleb Evans overall played well. But what are you seeing from this group that are are keeping them from – a win, that elusive win and really getting over that hump of, you know, being a bad football team to a good football team. Well, the two games against the Bombers, it was honestly just bad luck, right? Like, in that first game, it was a one-score game. Uh, Jalen Acklin dropped what was going to be an 80-yard touchdown earlier in the game, and then right at halftime, uh, Masoli forgot to get off, and Masoli and Acklin combined to forget to take a field goal attempt. Acklin kept driving while the clock was expiring and they didn't get the field goal attempt as they were well in the Bombers territory. The second game, I mean, another one score game. And those are, those are just luck based. Like when they're healthy, they're, they're in a really good, they should be in a really good spot. And, and I know now, of course, the solely being injured changes everything. But when you're down money Hunter and Abdul Kana and multiple players in that defensive backfield, it's, it's going to be a, a bit of a tough slog, but, you, you see, even in this one, if if La Police would just get out of their way and let them play some football, they, they'd actually be winning this game. But he loves his field goal attempts, and he's taking points off the board on third ones and third and twos and generally driving me bonkers here at my hotel. Just I'm yelling, and I hope <laughs> the people next door aren't too mad. But just stop kicking the ball on third and one and go for it. Caleb Evans is a great runner. He's struggling with some yeah. passing, but – Go for it for crying out loud! That's what I'm going to yell that at Chris Jones tomorrow, Dave. If, if he doesn't let Cornelius <laughs> go for some third and ones, because 
Everton, Everton needs wins, right? Like teams like yeah. this need wins. Zero and five team Ottawa needs wins. Be a little aggressive. Have some gumption and go for it. Yeah, it, it does show one thing that, and we're seeing it here in Edmonton is, is it's hard to overhaul a roster, and. Mm-hmm overhaul a coaching staff and expect that year one is going to be magical where I think what we're seeing, well, we'll just talk about Edmonton here with the Elks is we're seeing, we're seeing better play, but we're also seeing a team that hasn't played a 60 minute game yet and probably played their better football games when they lost the game here at home against the Riders and they lost the game on the road against the uh, Calgary Stampeders. But the last two wins, I mean, dramatic. Yes. they, down by 13 and beat the Ticats, down by 19 and beat the Alouettes. You know, it, it, it just shows you that, okay, the character's there and, and, and the want to and the will and how they can take games over in the fourth quarter. But then you have the Bombers coming in, two-time Grey Cup champions, who I remember vividly, Mike O'Shea and Kyle Walters were going to get fired in the 2016 yeah. season after they played yep. Edmonton in a game here at Commonwealth. And Matt Nichols assumed the starting quarterback duties and they crushed Edmonton that day. And since that point on, uh, and, you know, Calgary has been talked about how consistent they are, but really the, the class of the league has been the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're 6-0, and and they're doing it in different ways. Where last year, they were pounding opponents. They've, they've done that once this year, but this team finds a way to win games. Yeah, it, it is dramatically different than last season when you consider the Bombers. I think it was that they were 10-1 and in multiple score games last year. Like, they were wacky teams, 45 nothing over BC. This season already, like, they've had uh, three close games. Is it now four? Uh, goodness, I can't even Yeah, it's now 4-0 in one-score games. Just having beaten Calgary by a single score last week, and you go, there's, there's a lot of lucky bounces that go in any football game, and to win a one-score game, you know, you need to avoid giving up those lucky bounces. So there, there is a, a, a stroke of luck in this. They did absolutely manhandle the BC Lions. Uh, so they've got that in their pocket, and they did enough to, you know, confound the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But uh, Winnipeg's been doing it with, uh, with everything that's not the run game, honestly. Like, as you look at this team, you go, okay, they can't run the – they have not been able to run the football. I don't want to say they can't, but in six games, they've had one game where you went, okay, that was all right. Uh, and, right. and they give up a ton of yards with this passing defense, which is maybe the, the, the most surprising part. They have uh, last season, they had 14 what the CFL terms explosive plays against in the pass game, 30 yards or more. They already have 13 against them this season. And you go, oh, that's not, that's not great. There's a, there's a spot where Caleb Holly streaking down the seam like he did in the preseason against the Bombers could really turn the course of tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what, what Holly can do. And we're going to see Akeem Butler because we won't have Darrell Walker, Kyle Oxley in, in the receiving core, and they're only on the one game injured list. So, so that's good news. But um, yeah, the run game has been the one area where I look at, and maybe we shouldn't be overly surprised, although I'm a bit surprised because I did see enough out of Brady Oliveira last year to go, okay, I mean, he's not Andrew Harris, but he's close, but 83 yards per game compared to 120 yards per game at the same point last year. Um, yeah. I got to ask you, though, what what was your heart doing when you saw the ball in Kamar Jordan's hands <laughs> in the final 30 <laughs> seconds of the game, and then all of a sudden, oh, 
It's intercepted. Oh, I was ready for some overtime as I saw that one break, and then I was listening back to the game, and uh, that was Jordan's. I think that was Jordan's fourth drop of the game. And then, I mean, this this season for the Bombers, of course, it lands right in Demario Houston's hands, and you know, he has to <laughs> die for it and get it. But there have been so many plays in, for the Bombers this season where you know we hear it all the time: they hustle to the football, run to the football, where that's absolutely paid off. For the Bombers, Willie Jefferson uh, had a touchdown against Hamilton. That same game, uh, Adam Big Hill put his body through Stephen Dunbar's spine, popped it up, and all of a sudden it's in Nick Taylor's hands. And there's all these weird bounces and plays that have gone the Bombers' way because guys are working toward the football. And that was that was just another one of them. So when it happened, we're like, oh, that's amazing. The game's over, and what a story this will be. And then, oh, by the way, that's why, kids, this this whenever Coach 20 years from now gives that lecture to his players, always run to the football. Coach, why do I do it? Here's the 2022 Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They got a, what their plus 11 turnover ratio is mostly mm-hmm. because they hustle to the football, and occasionally you're going to get a lucky bounce. And if if you're if you're prepared and you're the, you know in the right place, then uh, good things can come your way for sure. Derek Taylor joining us, the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on CJOB Radio in Winnipeg. Joining us tonight on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Lewis Ward has just hit a 37-yard field goal, so the lead is cut to one for the Alouettes. Their 18-17 lead early in the third quarter of play. All right, so when the uh, Bombers signed Greg Ellingson in free agency, which I know a lot of Elks fans are like, oh, and, you know, including myself, I'm like, oh, that that's tough. And then, okay, Kenny Lawler's coming in. That's interesting. And I remember, I think you tweeted it, that Ellingson was going to get more receiving yards than, than than Kenny Lawler. And I said, DT, you funny, man. You, you are funny. <laughs> but uh, here we are. And unfortunately, Ellingson won't play tomorrow, but he is leading yeah. the league in receiving yards and has been – he has been out of this world in seven second down conversion catches last week. The guy has been on fire. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's crazy. It was immediately in the, in the first game, uh, it seemed like he and Kalaris just share a brain. And these two guys hadn't played together since Hamilton in 2014. But it just seemed like they shared a brain. Like, whenever – this, I have nothing to back this up, but it just feels like if there's trouble, then Zach is like, okay, where's Greg? He tried to he tried to get one to Ellingson last week. There were two defenders underneath Ellingson and two defenders over top of him, and he threw it a little bit behind Greg because that was the only possible window this ball could get into. And he go, you guys just like this is this is step brothers. These guys are just they're they're the same mind, and it's incredible to watch him. And I I. Yeah, I just felt that, that there's so much that goes into, I mean, you know from, from watching, there's just so much that goes into when you compare Lawler and Ellingson and the stats they'll put up this year, you go, who are the quarterbacks they're playing with? And I think Zach is is the cat's pajamas in the Canadian Football League. And then the, mm-hmm. Lawler comes to a team where uh, we've already seen it, right, that the, the quarterback situation is in flux with Arbuckle. No, he's gone. Trey Ford's going to start. Uh uh, Mike Baldry, I don't even know what, what uh, Stephen Maxey might have for him tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> but I thought, okay, if you want, if you want to put up the yards, you get a quarterback who can who can hum the ball. And uh, yeah, that said, like Kenny Lawler last week was that was ridiculous. How good he yeah. was last week, right? All those yeah. yards and three pass interference calls because uh, was it Watson or whoever had no idea what to do with Lawler. I yeah. I honestly I can't wait to see 
I hope he gets like 12 targets tomorrow from Cornelius and friends because I want to see that guy work. He's, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, he is. And, you know, it's it's interesting today. He spent 12 minutes with us today in a media scrum. And, you know, when Kenny Lawler was signed on February the 9th, that was the open day of free agency, we did a, a Zoom conference with him. And you could tell he was happy to be signed by the Elks, but upset that the Bombers really didn't pay a lot of attention to him as far as contract negotiations. Yeah. And then over time, it's, it's almost like Kenny Lawler is just – He's just settled into Edmonton and settled being in, a member of the Elks. But what was your impressions of Kenny Lawler today, who, again, spent 12 minutes the day before a game uh, with the media in a scrum, which doesn't always happen? It, it, was, the, so it was the first time I'd ever talked to Lawler. Uh, so I, was, I, I, I had some, uh, some people who told me what, uh, what he's like before, but I'm like, here's a guy who just seems very honest. And, like, by no – he shouldn't really feel – feel bad or feel hard toward the bombers right i thought it was interesting when he when he kind of when he let the numbers slip right we asked him about the salary and he mentioned 300 as in i made three hundred thousand dollars, and as i pointed out to him top paid non-quarterback in the league but he also said 175 which he didn't put necessarily context to that number but it feels like that's the number the bombers offered him and you go mm-hmm. yeah it, it would be nice to play for a great cup again you know play with a team that's going to be the great cup favorite but I, I don't know you today, but 175 and 300. When when I got a lot of earning years left, like Kenny Lawler, to me that's just mm-hmm. that's just no choice whatsoever. Hey, uh, and, and he kind of said that, like you know, I have to take care of myself, right? I, and yeah. I, Mike O'Shea has said, you know, you have no hard feelings about that. Like this is what we can afford to pay you, and you're worth more than that. Like the whole reason the Bombers win the Grey Cup in 2021 is guys far outperform their contracts, right? So. I mm-hmm. I always make a I always make a point in those scrums to uh, when a guy gets that kind of money to say what does it feel like to earn that kind of money because it's it's not someone is giving it to you right it sort of is but like Lawler earned three hundred thousand dollars it might be a little high for me I don't know if I go that high for a receiver but he earned that contract with his incredible play last season for the Bombers and and though it may not like he may not lead the league in receiving. Uh, this season, uh, watch out for next season, right? If if because Chris yeah. Jones will take a year to get things right. If it's right next season, watch out for Lawler again because he's got some he's got some skills and uh, I took away from it. He's got some real he's got some dog in him. Like I feel like he likes to go out there and and hammer on people both literally and figuratively. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember. I don't think it's ever happened that one receiver draws almost a full football length of pass interference calls against Wesley Sutton, and he took a couple of big shots. The last two were, he got hammered, and, and like it was almost like yeah. a, a a basketball player taking a charge, and he he got beat up. So his toughness is definitely uh, is, is coming out. He's got the hands and the catch radius and everything, the the speed, the shiftiness, but the guy is double tough for sure. So. Um, yeah, ET? how much will yeah. be around him tomorrow is going to be interesting. How much will how much else does Cornelius have to work with in this offense, or can can Dietrich Nichols and Nick Taylor go to work on Lawler and uh, and, yeah. and shut that down? You said that might be low, <laughs> considering <laughs> who else is in there uh, tomorrow. Not much, so it'll be yeah. interesting for sure. But you know, when you well, got one guy who is that good, and you got you know a quarterback that you know, trust that one individual that, 
And, and the thing, and the one change, I wonder if you picked this up too, and we only got about a minute left here. Um, did you pick up on that Taylor Cornelius last week? It seemed to me that it was really drilled in his head. Look, we know you got a big arm. You don't have to use it all the time. He, well, that, that needs to be the thing because uh, in, the, in the comeback, I saw a friend of mine was raving about it. I'm like, mm, accuracy still kind of all over the place. So a little more control, but then we talked about the pass interference. He and his scrambling made that pass interference call a reality, right? He has unique mobility for a guy his size. If, if he could just get that even a little more under control, get it a little more on the frame, they could do some dangerous stuff with what he can do. But, uh, yeah, I, I wonder. I, uh, seems like a good guy. I wonder. I, I wonder. So, yeah. but. Hey, last time I was here, uh, it was Danny Vanderbort's breakout game of lifetime. So who knows what's going to happen when Derek and Dave get together. That'll be fun. They had two close <laughs> games here at Commonwealth last year where the Elks were leading in the fourth quarter and then kind of fell apart and the Bombers do did what the Bombers do and they win games. And it uh, should be fun again tomorrow night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Thank you so much for this. Thanks, brother. That's Derek Taylor, CJOB the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and doing a great job uh, and not easy taking over from the legend Bob Ir Irving, but uh, DT's doing an excellent job. So 24-17 now as uh, Trevor Harris just has completed a 17-yard uh, TD pass to uh, to uh, Reggie White Jr. So he is... Uh, and also the quarterback sneak is... No, excuse me. It was Dominique Davis converting a touchdown, but it was uh, Harris to White Jr. that set it all up. So it's 24-17 after the Davis two-yard quarterback sneak for a TD. So 24-17, convert pending. Uh, Brad Lauer did some great things here in four years with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Unfortunately, the pandemic uh, derailed what could have been a championship year in two seasons. Well, they were WHL champions this year. Went to the Men's Cup, that didn't go well. But Brad Lauer's moving on to the National Hockey League. We'll be joined by Brad in the moment. After the news update, it's Campbell in for Wilkins this week on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.